Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you to everybody who works so hard to make possible what we do at Moncton Wesleyan. Uh, bonjour tout le monde. I am so excited to study God's Word with everybody today. And over the next few weeks, we are going to talk about what it is like to live in a world upside down. That's what we're going to call this series over the next few Sundays. If you're like me right now, it is exhausting to watch the news, right? I'm trying to stay up with all the news and all the updates and all the public announcements, and it's hard to keep up with it all. And at the same time, we've been working hard to adjust our lives and ministry to this whole new reality. And I bet the same is true for you. You're probably trying to fix things at work, and some of you, some of you have kids at home, and and you're trying to do online school and, and trying to get groceries. And basically, it's like this week our world got turned upside down. And that's why today I am desperate for a fresh word from the Lord. I need some truth from the Bible that brings hope and direction and guidance for our lives. And so over these next few weeks, we're going to study some amazing passages of Scripture. And today, we're going to start with Ephesians chapter 5. So if you want to go ahead and look up Ephesians 5 in your Bible, and while you're finding that, as you can see, like many of you, I'm here at home today. A few weeks ago, we were in Israel when all this panic broke out. And when we left for Israel weeks ago, there were no restrictions. And we arrived back home before any of the restrictions were put in place. But even though it was not required by law, Tracy and I have been extra careful out of an abundance of caution and for the protection of others. And I just want to say thank you to everyone out there as well for doing your part in this time of crisis. Okay, now from the Bible today, we're going to talk about three priorities for our lives in this world turned upside down. And I think the first thing we need to do, number one, is prioritize your own spiritual health. In this season of social distancing, many people are stuck at home, frankly, with not a whole lot to do. Now, I know that's not true for everybody. For some of you, this crisis means you're working extra hours and you have zero free time right now. And we're praying for you. But the fact is, some folks have been sitting around at home for days right now, and you're kind of going stir-crazy. Your family's, you know, going nuts. The kids are climbing up the walls. I think I can see into some living rooms right now where parents are saying, Come, Lord Jesus, help us now. Uh, well, here's what we need to know. Free time can be both a blessing and a curse. Free time can be a wonderful source of blessing. But, catch this, only if you manage it well. If you don't, all that free time can become a curse. For example, we hear a lot about Netflix binging, right? I admit, I've, I've watched a little Netflix uh, this weekend as well. But don't forget this, you are shaped by what you consume. Ultimately, you are shaped by what you consume. And so if you just sit around all day and consume junk, what will you feel like? 
I mean, come on, kids out there, families, people at home, everybody answer out loud. If you, if you sit around and consume junk all day, what are you going to feel like? You start feeling like junk. Watching TV and YouTube and streaming services is like a big old slice of chocolate cake. Oh, doesn't that look good? Look at that picture. Doesn't that look wonderful? I love me some chocolate cake. But what if I had it for breakfast? And then another slice later in the morning, kind of a mid-morning snack. And what if I had chocolate cake for lunch too? And then for the afternoon, let's say I switch it up a little and have some boiled icing cake in the afternoon. And then I have it again for supper and that's all I eat. And then again before bed, and then I get up tomorrow and do it again. Now, if I eat all of that junk food, how am I going to feel? Say it. I'm going to feel like what? I'm going to feel like, like junk. I start feeling sick because my body needs nutrients that are not in that chocolate cake. And you know what? The same is true if we sit around and consume entertainment all day. You know, streaming videos and news channels and social media all day. Listen, just like chocolate cake, at first it tastes good. But before long, you will become spiritually and emotionally sick because you're feeding on the world rather than the Word. Let me say that again. When we feed on the world rather than the Word, the Word of God is nourishment for our souls. And so here's our first Bible passage for today. Are you ready? Ephesians 5 verse 10 through 16. Ephesians 5.10 says, find out what pleases the Lord. In other words, not everything we do is pleasing to the Lord. We have to make some choices. You see, sometimes instead of pleasing ourselves, we need to figure out what does God want me to do? And it continues, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And then catch this, catch what it says next. This is so important. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Now that's pretty good, but I, I want to show you this verse in the old King James language because I love the old language here in verse 16. It says, walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. Now that word circumspectly, comes from the word circle. In other words, don't just accept circumstances as they are presented to you. Don't just believe everything you hear out there. That you need to walk a circle around each circumstance and try to see things through God's eyes. And it says that part of how you do that is by redeeming the time. In other words, what we do with our time matters. 
And we need to be investing right now more than ever before. Right now, we need to be investing our time in growing spiritually. And so here are some recommendations. First, check out Bible.com. Bible.com. On our phones, many of us use a Bible app uh, called YouVersion. YouVersion is great. Well, guess what? This is their website. And Bible.com has tons of resources, Bible reading plans, uh, and devotionals for you to grow spiritually and find out what you need right now in the Word of God. Uh, Number two, there's a book that I want to recommend called Victory Over the Darkness by Neil Anderson. You can find this on Amazon uh, and download it digitally for only $10 Canadian or on paperback for $15. Uh, and I don't get any money for this. It's just, it's a wonderful book. Uh, and so you can even find it for free as a, a .pdf. Just search Victory Over the Darkness .pdf. But over the next year, uh, over the past years, I have found this book to be one of the most powerful guides to spiritual formation. And the reason why is because it is absolutely packed full of scripture about shaping your identity and how to think about life and how to think about the world. And if there is any book that I would recommend to every Christian, young or old, it's this. Number three, I recommend this website, crosswalk.com slash devotions. The very first one you'll see on crosswalk.com slash devotions is by Rick Warren. It's a great daily devotional that I recommend to you. Number four, stay tuned to our Moncton Wesleyan Facebook and Instagram. We are regularly posting resources and videos, and we're looking at ways at doing prayer times. And and also, could you spread the word to others? Because if you share our stuff on Facebook and Instagram, this will help the word spread to the rest of our Moncton Wesleyan family. And you can share those things, share that life-giving hope with your friends and family as well. So, number one, prioritize your own spiritual growth. Number two, connect relationally in spiritual community. Now, in just a minute, we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 10. So, if you want to find that in your Bible right now, Hebrews chapter 10. But literally, in one week, everything has changed in our society. Over this last week, we have experienced the beginning of what I believe is a significant societal shift, where it's like all of a sudden, in one week, we are trying to adapt to a whole new way of life. And I think some of the things that we adapt uh, and and some of the things we change may actually stick long-term, some of the things. And some of that might be good, some of it might be bad. But listen, the same is true for us as a church. This week, we've been aggressively trying to implement innovative new ways to use technology and to accomplish the ministry and mission of the church. And so, while there is a lot of bad stuff out there right now, you know, some of this stuff is actually good because it's forcing us to get down to the bare basics of what church is really about. And listen, listen. The essence of the gospel of Jesus 
is not about buildings and programs. Don't get me wrong, buildings and programs are good, they are valuable, they are tools that can help us accomplish the mission of Jesus, but the essence of the church is not about buildings and programs. The essence of the gospel is about salvation in Jesus and becoming a spiritual community on mission to go share His hope with our city and the world. And so right now, in this day of social distancing, where we can't physically be together, technology is going to have to be a big part of that. And so let's talk about this word, social distancing. Uh, This is a brand new word for most of us. And can I just say, yay, introverts, it's finally your time. All of a sudden, you've become superheroes, our introverts. And so uh, for this season, we know that social distancing is necessary to stop this virus. And we're going to do it out of love and concern for protecting the most value, uh, the most vulnerable, who are valuable. But listen, when it comes to social distancing, uh, what is good for stopping a virus can be bad for feeding our souls. What's good for stopping a virus can be bad for feeding our souls. Because the Bible says, and research has confirmed, that God created us as social beings. We desperately need spiritual community. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 to 25 says, Let us hold resolutely to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to spur one another on, to love and good deeds. And listen, part of those good deeds we're doing right now involve these government protocols for social distancing. I am not staying in my house right now because I'm afraid for myself. I'm doing it for the sake of love and good deeds. As scripture says, for the sake of others, to protect the most vulnerable. I think of people like my father who is in his 80s and the people you love as well. And so that's why we are social distancing. But here's the key, please don't miss this. The verse is not done yet, it continues, verse 25, yet let us not neglect meeting together, as some have made a habit, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And so even while we are staying apart physically, we must not give up meeting together spiritually. Listen, as a church, we need each other. And I am more thankful today than ever that Moncton Wesleyan is a church of small groups. Small groups are the answer, folks. And so here's the good news. Through technology, We can do that today more easily than ever before in the history of the world. Already this week on Tuesday, we did celebrate recovery on a video meeting platform. And it's going well, but it's just gonna keep better as we get to use it more and more and become more familiar with it. Then on Wednesday night, we had our first teen student gathering online on Zoom. 
and it was fantastic, right? All you teenagers out there, thank you for joining us online this week on Zoom with Prime Student Ministries. It was great to see all you beautiful teenagers out there on the screen. And so then we started working to get all 50 of our adult groups online. And, and here's what it looks like. And it's fantastic. And so this week, we have been training our small group leaders on how to do this. And we want to help you get set up as well. And you might say, but, but Joel, I don't have a portable device. I don't have a smartphone or an iPad or a tablet or a computer. And now, obviously, most of you do. That's how you're watching this today. And if you do have some device to connect online, we want to give each group the technical support you need to start meeting together. But even if you don't have any of that technology, maybe all you have is just a plain old telephone hanging on the wall, you know, like from some museum. <laughs> we even have options for you on the phone to call into small group by audio while everyone else is on video. And I just want to say, you know what, this is exciting to me. I mean, this crisis is bad, but listen, crisis and bad times can actually force us to come up with new ways, sometimes even better ways to do things. And I believe that we are at the beginning of a whole new season, a whole new way of doing church. And some of you right now, you're sitting there saying, well, Joel, I want to be part of that too. I want to be part of a small group. I want to study the Bible with others and, and pray with others and experience this kind of spiritual community. Well, hold on, hold on. See, first, first this week, we were working to get our existing small groups online. Then, in the coming weeks, we hope to get a number of new groups online for you to be part of. So if that's you, and you'd like to eventually join a new online small group, just go to the website mw.church groups, and we can put you on the waiting list for when a spot uh, comes open. Okay, so number one, prioritize your own spiritual growth. Number two, connect relationally in spiritual community. And number three, listen for opportunities to reach out and meet needs. Because we know, listen, I think that here in New Brunswick, we are going to face some hard times in the days to come. There are going to be some really big challenges for our community. And so this is an opportunity, an opportunity for us to be the hands and feet of Jesus in very practical ways. One day, Jesus was asked, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment? What is the purpose and meaning of life itself? And I want you to listen what Jesus said. Matthew 22, beginning in verse 37. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. He said, This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor. And listen, folks, I am so grateful to hear the stories of how many of you are finding ways to love your neighbor right now. I have been hearing stories of people delivering groceries to their neighbors, 
This week, uh, we have teams of people calling the sick and elderly to check up on them and pray with them. Uh, we have people engaged in serving at food banks here in town, and we know in the coming days those food banks are going to become more and more important. We have people caring for other people's children so they can go to work to provide essential services for our community, and the list goes on and on. And listen, even though we did not plan for this, even though none of this is what we wanted, and there is so much bad going on right now, but here's what's good. Listen, we are being forced to get down to the bare basics of what the church of Jesus Christ is really about. And so that's what we've talked about today. These three priorities that need to be at the top of our list right now. Growing in our relationship with God, connecting in spiritual community, and serving our city and the world to meet needs and make a difference for the glory of Jesus. Now let me ask you, do these three things sound familiar? Come on, do they sound familiar? <laughs> they should, because they come directly from our biblical directive at Moncton Wesleyan. This is who we are, this is what we do. What is it? God's love in us to the world. God's love in us to the world. And I'm here to tell you, listen, His love is the hope that we need right now. Our lives have been disrupted. We are in a season right now where so much of the busyness and distraction of our daily lives has been stripped away. But you know what? We can come out of this crisis better than we have ever been before by focusing on what really matters. And so wherever you are right now, uh, maybe you're in your living room or maybe you're at work right now or where, wherever it is that you are, can we go to the Lord in prayer right now together? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you right now in this time of great need. And Lord, we call upon you that you would give strength and, and wisdom to doctors and nurses and, and medical workers and medical staff. Lord, we pray that you would give wisdom and, and direction for uh, public administrators and for, uh, for government leaders and officers. Lord, they need your wisdom to make incredibly difficult decisions right now. Lord, we pray for the sick. We pray for those who are afraid right now. Lord, we pray that your presence would be with them, and we know that your perfect love is the only thing that can truly drive out our fears. Lord, we pray for those right now who are concerned about finances and, and work, and there are so many burdens and so many questions right now that we don't have the answers to, Lord, and we need your strength. We need to know that you're here. And so, Lord, I pray that you would be close in, in speaking to each one today. And Lord, for anyone who has never received you, anyone who has been living for themselves and not for you, Lord, we pray that you would just be speaking into their hearts right now. And, and listen, if you, if you have never made a decision for Christ, 
All you need to do is confess your sin, believe that Jesus died on the cross for you, and receive this gift of new life as you commit to walk with him for the rest of your life. And if you'd like to do that right now, all you need to do is just join me in prayer and say, Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus died on the cross to take the punishment for my sins. He died for me because the punishment for sin is death. He paid the price so that I can be forgiven and set free, so that I can have the promise of eternal life. And I receive his gift of forgiveness right now. I receive your salvation. I ask your Holy Spirit to come and live inside of me, to guide me by the truth of your word so that I can live committed to you for the rest of my life and spend eternity with you in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And listen, if you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you. Go to our website, send us an email, let us know that you made that decision. Uh, there are places where, like if you're on mw.church watch, you can uh, do the online connect card, or you can just send a general email, or you can go to mw.church prayer. I know, we'll pray for you anywhere. Uh, and, uh, and I'll tell you more about that at the end of the service. So stick around, don't go away yet, because right now we're going to spend a moment in worship. We need faith to rise up within us as we declare the truth of the kind of God we serve. Let's worship Him together right now.